It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning, Tuesday morning, shank of the day, baby, it's chore time on Wax. Bob and Joe with you as we look at uh, another nice day out there. Yesterday was an absolutely gorgeous day, did something that I've never done. I can't believe it. it's been 45 years I've been around here and never did it. We'll talk about uh, that, nothing spectacular, just kind of different that I hadn't done. A lot of you have done it already. We will hear from our new dean of the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences at the University of Wisconsin in Madison, and Jill, the Marshfield Fair, what's busy day today at the fairgrounds, isn't it? Yeah, they're starting to amp it up. The animals came in last night, and they're going to have the hog show today starting at 8 o'clock. And the beef show starts at 9. And uh, lambs today as well. Sheep must be uh, judged today as well, because I know they always judge all three species at once. Can you find it there or not? That's I... what they have a yellow <laughs> marker for, so that you can highlight that stuff and well, you can find lo- it. I'm looking through poultry judging. I'm looking through all kinds of food judging, horse judging. Oh, there's the sheep at noon. At noon today. All right. Get yourself a magic marker and highlight that stuff. <laughs> That's how it works. All right. And, uh, of course, we got uh, other things going on. I was watching the weather. Our weather is nothing like they're having down in Texas while flooding, and people are literally drowning it's just unbelievable we talked about texas being dry 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 all summer now they're getting floods that are biblical proportions down there so i don't know about you but i'm pretty happy to be living where i'm at it can get a little dry or a little wet at times but wow challenges they face in some parts of the country on a regular basis they can have it well what did i do yesterday i've been here over 45 years now and of course grew up or as an adult watching Little House on the Prairie, Laura Ingalls Wilder. Never been down to Pepin. I've been to Pepin, but I've never been to uh, the museum or the house where she, and it's reconstructed, it's not the original house, but up on the hill where uh, she was born, spent her first year or two, and before they moved out to Minnesota, Kansas, Dakota, South Dakota, places like that. So I went down to Pepin for the Little House on the Prairie. You ever been there? I have. Yeah, it's really something. And I've been thinking, boy, if I'm a, a grandparent and I've got uh, kid duty for a day or two, I'm taking them down there. And then we went from there down to Wabashaw, Minnesota, the National Eagle Center. I've been there, too. Yeah, and uh, it was a beautiful day and had a picnic and just uh, enjoyed the day. But I'd never been to what a what a neat history it is, too, reading some of her letters. She just died in 1957, so again... If you're looking for a place to go, you got babysitting duty today, 84, partly cloudy. Great day to take the uh, the youngsters down there, especially if they've seen Little House on the Prairie, because um, Charles Engel, they all come to life. Mary and her, you know, that was all real. Mary was blind, and uh, it was a fun day. I enjoyed it. Very educational. Even at my age, I learned something. <laughs> I thought you knew it all, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Not by a long shot. Not by a long shot. All right, so we got a lot going on today. The Central Wisconsin State Fair. There are field days coming up this week. We'll get to some of that stuff as well as we uh, catch up on the weather forecast. Not bad. Uh, Well, if you're going to hate, tomorrow might be a clinker. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And another beautiful day on store for us today. It looks like partly cloudy. High is going to be about 84.60 overnight. Tomorrow there is a chance of rain. We'll find out from Mike Dandry how widespread or how heavy that might be. Then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday looks like uh, more good weather for, for hay. And if you can get her done in three days, 79, 80, and 82. But then on Sunday, it looks like we got a chance of rain. Monday, a chance of rain as well. Temperatures in the low to mid-80s at 61 degrees right now here in the Chippewa Valley. You can also notice going across the bridge to Wabasha, they took the sign down that they've had up there for so many years. Home of Grumpy Old Men, that movie. <laughs> Walter Matthau, that uh, is quite a movie, but uh, took the sign down, but still a good movie. Hey, it's a minute after 5. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. How about some news? NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Florida and New York are the focus of Tuesday's primary elections. The governor's race in Florida has Democratic Congressman Charlie Crist and State Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed as potential opponents for Republican Governor Ron DeSantis. In New York City, Democratic Representatives Jerry Nadler and Carolyn Maloney are battling it out in the House primary. Former President Trump is taking legal action over the FBI's search of his Florida home earlier this month. Brian Shook fills us in. On Monday, he filed a lawsuit asking a judge to appoint a third-party attorney to review the materials seized from the property. The motion also asked to require the Justice Department to return items not covered by the scope of the search warrant. This comes after a Florida judge issued an order to unseal parts of the affidavit used to justify the Mar-a-Lago raid. I'm Brian Shook. A new poll finds that many Americans are worried forgiving student loan debt may make inflation worse. Lisa G. reports. According to a poll from CNBC, almost 6 in 10 Americans think inflation could worsen, with roughly 35% saying they should only be forgiven for those in need. The poll comes on the heels of Education Secretary Miguel Cardona saying a statement is coming soon from the Biden administration regarding student debt. The temporary pause on student loan payments is set to expire on August 31st. Lisa G., New Jersey. And HBO's newest show, House of the Dragon, is the largest season premiere in the history of the service. The first episode was seen by nearly 10 million viewers on Sunday night. The 10-episode series is a prequel set about 200 years before the iconic original Game of Thrones. Stakes are high for House of the Dragon, as newly minted CEO David Zaslav is looking for fat to trim after cost-cutting measures. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And again, partly cloudy today, about 84. Boy, nice weather. Chance of uh, rain tomorrow, about 82. And again, as we said earlier, we'll check with Mike Dandry a little bit later on and see what he's got to say about uh, when, how much, where, all that sort of stuff with the rain. Then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, more partly cloudy to sunny conditions High 70s, low 80s, and then chance of rain on Sunday and Monday. Right now, it's 59 in Rice Lake, Medford at six, uh, Medford at 56, 58 in Marshfield, Wausau at 62, so is La Crosse. Green Bay is 58, Madison, Sun Prairie at 59, Milwaukee, the warm spot at 68 this morning. Here in the Chippewa Valley right now, very pleasant, 61 degrees. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. 
Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Keep it at Rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Eight and a half minutes after five o'clock on a Tuesday morning at Wax, Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us the markets and Jill, the cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 140 to 150 and a half with mixed at 125 to 139. Choice fed beef heifers are 135 to 149 and a half with mixed at 110 to 134. Choice fed Holstein steers are 131 to 140 with select and silage fed steers 110 to 130. Cows are 70 to 99 with bulls at 99 to 116. Butcher hogs are 80 to 105 with sows at 61 to 66 and a half and boars at 22 to 25. New crop market lambs are 75 to 120 and feeder lambs are 85 to 150. At the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures lower across the board when the close market closed yesterday. October live cattle 144.50 down 75. December 150.52 down 45. February 154.95 down 12. Feeder cattle also lower. August 181.40 down a dime. September feeder cattle 184.35 down 40. October 186.47 down 30. November and January both down a dime. November 188.60. January 189.70. Lean hog carcass contracts. October 93.97 down, or excuse me, that was up. Uh, hogs were up yesterday. Cattle were down. Hogs were up. Let me chuck my arrows here. October lean hogs 93.97. That closed 85 cents higher. December at 84.47. That was up 32. February at 87.70, up 67. And April hogs 91.50, up 95. And taking a look at the Board of Trade, higher yesterday on better demand and some of these weather concerns. Too hot, too dry. It's a, a challenge in some areas. So the markets were up yesterday and overnight. They were higher on the board as well. December corn up another 14 cents, sitting at 643 this morning. Oats up 4393. December wheat up 9 at 797. November soybeans up 11 to 12 cents overnight at 1447. October meal up 460 a ton at $425.40. Cheese unchanged, barrels 189 and a half, blocks $1.82, butter up 8 cents, 302 a pound. August class three up one at twenty oh nine. September up twenty three at nineteen ninety six. October up nine cents at twenty oh nine. November up twenty at twenty eighty one. December up thirteen cents at twenty seventy three. As those class three prices were higher out through April. Eleven minutes after five o'clock, we'll take a look at some farm news. We've got markets a lot going on this morning here at WAC. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And the crops around the country looking pretty good, even better in Wisconsin. We'll take a look at this week's crop progress report. We'll do that next, right here on Wax. I got some famous friends, too, I'll tell you. Alex and Cora, Office Cora and Morgan and Jill. Oh, I got famous friends. And we've got a lot of things going on, including taking a look at some of our farm news this morning, how the crop's doing. We'll do that next, courtesy of Ag Country Farm Credit Services. Agriculture. 
It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Some parts of the country, crops look good. Other parts struggling a little bit. Jill, what's uh, the latest officially? So the corn and soybean crops around the country continue to hang in there as some parts of the country continue to suffer through hot, dry weather. In this week's crop progress report, the corn crop fell two points as it is now rated 55% good to excellent, while the soybeans are rated 57% good to excellent, but that's down 1% from last week. Development of both crops is also a little behind last year as 97% of the corn has silked. 75% is in the dough stage with 31% dented, and 4% is now mature. For beans, 97% of the plants are blooming, while 84% are setting pods. Here in Wisconsin, the corn is rated 77% good to excellent, down 1% from last week, while soybeans are now 78% good to excellent, up 1% from last week. 94% of the corn in the state has silked, with 59% reaching the dough stage and 11% dented, all slightly behind normal progress. In the beans, 96% of the plants have blossomed with 84% setting pods. State farmers have also harvested 66% of their oats and 15% of their fall potatoes as both of those crops are rated over 80% good to excellent. Third crop hay is also 87% finished while farmers have made 12% of their fourth crop. Topsoil moisture conditions are also improved also improved in the past week as it's now rated 84% adequate to surplus, 14% short, and 2% very short. The driest parts of the state include west central and northwest Wisconsin. And uh, also, actually the driest part of the state is southeast Wisconsin where they're reporting 13% very short, 45% short, only 41% adequate, and 1% surplus. So southeast Wisconsin is by far the driest part of Wisconsin. And again, uh, we're we're down, I think, about a half an inch around our area for moisture for the month of August. And I don't know if we'll catch up. we got some chance of rain on Wednesday and Sunday and Monday, and then it won't be long. Middle of next week, we turn into September. So, again, some places are a little bit dry. As we said uh, yesterday, I was driving down to Pepin, down that way. I went uh, down through Duran, and you get south of Duran on Highway 25, heading down towards the river, and there is some corn that's really spiking. It's really dry down there. They need some moisture down there. A lot of it's irrigated, but uh, the stuff that's not irrigated could use a drink. That is for sure. But uh, otherwise, things do look pretty good. All right, we've got coming up a talk with a new dean down in Madison. Our Pam Yonke is headquartered down there with us. Had a chance to talk to the new dean of the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences coming over from Virginia Tech. We'll find out more about her and her plans as she comes into Madison to take over at Cal's. That's next on Wax. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. There's a new boss in town at the University of Wisconsin-Madison College of Agriculture and Life Sciences. Bob Bosold here. 
at the northern end of the world's longest barn, a proud graduate of that program down at the University of Madison. And uh, Pam, another uh, another lady is in charge at the college. You bet, Bob. She is fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And I wanted to be one of the first on the list to get a chance to visit with Dean Glenda Gillespie. She comes to us from the state of Virginia, where she was a longtime instructor and uh, leader of that campus's agriculture movement. Uh, She's always been a part of the rural community, but agriculture wasn't necessarily where she expected her career to lead her. I decided that as we begin our new relationship with Dean Glenda Gillespie, might as well find out where she came from and a little bit more on her background. I grew up in Gadsden, Alabama, which is a small town in northeast Alabama at the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. Wow. What led you? Did you know early on that you were interested in plant science, agriculture? I did not. Um, I was a member of 4-H for one year, and I participated in a lot of activities. I was a Girl Scout, um, so I had affinity for, you know, some ag-related activities, but um, no, actually, in college, I... um, majored in biology and I had the distinction as a plant biologist I never took a college in undergraduate school in plants Mm. so my love of plants and ag happened later in my life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well from Alabama and then uh, through your academic career then Mm -hmm. ultimately ending up in Virginia tell me about that career path Mm -hmm. and how your career was revealed yeah, so um, I got interested in plants as a postdoctoral fellow when I lived and worked mm. in California. And then, like most postdoctoral fellows, you need a real job. And so I applied for real jobs and got one at Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. And um, I was there for 24 years. Yeah. yeah. Tell me a little bit about Virginia Tech. Uh, Virginia Tech is a land-grant public Research One University, so it has that in common with the University of Wisconsin. But it's in a small town. Um, Also, it's in the Appalachian Mountains, and so very different from Madison. Um, It's a beautiful place, great people, so that's similar to Madison. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, great colleagues. I think that's very similar to the University of Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, the department that I was part of and that I led for seven years was part of the College of Ag and Life Sciences. Mm. And so that's a very similar college to the college that I'm running right. now. Right. And, um, and I love this type of college. It's full of diverse um, topics and people that, that are not just about one thing, but they're about, they encompass many things that are important to agriculture, society, people, etc. Like we said, your emphasis, a lot of your uh, professional work has been in the plant sciences area. Explain for people what areas you like to concentrate on. Yeah, so so I've spent most of my career looking at how plants signal, um, how they respond to stress, and they use a chemical signaling language. Mm -hmm. And so we explored the words in that language. And about 10 years ago, um, it was revealed by other laboratories that one of the words in the language was really important for how plants sense and respond to phosphate. Mm. And now phosphate's a really important Mm -hmm. issue for water quality in the state of Wisconsin and elsewhere. Um, And so in the last few years, um, my lab group has really moved towards how do we 
capitalize on that? How do we leverage that basic science to solve practical problems? So we're engineering plants that will hyperaccumulate phosphate with the idea that we can clean up um, mm-hmm. uh, watersheds, mm-hmm. um, maybe even um, use these to treat hog lagoons, mm-hmm. manure, all mm-hmm. sorts of things. Are there certain types of plants that seem to be lending themselves as better? There are, and um, different plants take up different amounts yeah. of phosphate. The difference with what we're what we've engineered is we force the plant to just keep doing that and doing that and doing that mm-hmm. and to ignore all the other implications. Mm-hmm. And so um, we've worked with a, an engineer who takes those plants and turns those into fertilizers that farmers can huh. use. Very small scale, um, very pilot studies, but we'd like to be able to do that large scale. Mm-hmm. Is that work that you're going to bring to Madison? Yeah, that work is continuing at Virginia Tech for the next several months, um, and then I have a postdoc there that will come to Madison and bring that with her. Nice. Now let's talk a little bit more about what intrigued you about Madison. Like you said, it's not necessarily the proximity to mountains, um, but uh, campus size is similar. Tell me more about what intrigued you to want to be here. Well, the University of Wisconsin has stellar research in education programs. I mean, just um, incredible reputation. Also, this college is a mixture of agricultural science and life science, mm-hmm. and that's right in my wheelhouse, so to speak. And so that combination, the combination of that research um, excellence, and then the people here are fantastic. Um, Another thing I should mention is the Wisconsin idea, which um, admittedly had not heard of before I applied for the job. But then when I started reading about this university and its commitment to moving um, things that are achieved here, knowledge, expertise, out to the state, I love that. That's kind of been a theme of my career. I've participated in lots and lots of science outreach. And so that just kind of sealed the deal for me. Nice, nice. You know, one of the modes that help us with that is the extension program Wisconsin's got. Did you know about our extension program? Did you know about how it's working on campus now? Yeah. Once again, during the interview process, I read about that. It's interesting. Land grants, different land grants um, have a different interface between, you know, what we, we call the College of Ag and Life Sciences and extension. So this is not a model that I'm familiar with, but I can see that it works for the state of Wisconsin. I will say um, one of the things I'm very proud of that I produced uh, pretty late in my career was an education program done in conjunction with Extension. Um, And we had college students that would come and do research on campus at Virginia Tech, and then they would spend the second half of the summer at one of our research stations, which are run by Extension. And um, that was just a really that was an eye opener for me. I formed some really great relationships with extension specialists and um, faculty who worked in the extension arena. And again, that's the new dean, College of Agriculture and Life Sciences. Some of her thoughts, Dean Glenda Gillespie and Gillespie. I'm not sure how she says that last name, but uh, we'll get it figured out. We get a chance to talk to her and. Uh, Hopefully, the Wisconsin idea is something she lives with, the extension service. That's uh, another 
another can of worms in Wisconsin that uh, I'm not sure how she's dealing with. As she said, that's separate from Cal. So again, we'll uh, we'll see. But I'm sure uh, she's looking forward to the job as the new dean of the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences at UW Madison. We'll get markets a little closer to home. We'll go to Premier Livestock next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 5.30 in the morning, in case you want to set your clock. <clears throat> Boy, I don't like a little frog in my throat this morning. I apologize for that. Let's get over to Premier Livestock, and with the and Rocky joins us. you got a busy week, buddy. Yes, we do. We do. We're looking forward to it, though. Well, I know. You can handle it. You've done it before. Well, let's before we get to the end of the week, let's uh, get caught up. It's Tuesday. Where'd we go yesterday? Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how the week is shaping up so far here at Premier Livestock. Uh, we had a big day yesterday. Uh, we sold 1,150 head of livestock. Uh, fed cattle traded steady to strong. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 131 to 143. Uh, choice uh, beef steers and heifers, 137 to 148. Market cows steady. High yielding cows from 88 all the way up to a dollar two. Uh, most cows trading from 72 to 87. Market bulls high yielding from a dollar to a dollar 18. Lower yielding, 99 and down. Uh, yesterday we sold organic market cows. That's every Monday, mostly from 90. 90 to 113. Uh, the newborn Holstein bull calves, over 600 head sold yesterday, uh, mostly from 75 to 160 on the Holsteins. Beef calves, 150 to 390. Holstein heifer calves, 10 to 60. Uh, today, uh, Tuesday, we got our special monthly dairy heifer auction today. We're expecting around 500 head of dairy heifers. We do sell dairy heifers at 11 o'clock a.m. Uh, make sure they're in before that to get uh, preg checked. Uh, we'll start with uh, bread heifers and go to the open heifers. Feeder cattle to follow the dairy heifers. Then uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, 9.30 a.m., we have our hay auction. Then then at 11 o'clock a.m., we got a big dairy cattle auction. Uh, if you're looking for milk, guys, we got it uh, there on Wednesday. we got three complete herd dispersals. we got a herd of 95 Holstein Parlor Freestall cows, nice herd of cows, 82-pound tank average, 2X milking, AI sired, all AI bred Angus. Uh, those cows are coming from Granite View Dairy out of Wausau, Wisconsin. That'll be the first herd we sell. Uh, then we have uh, two tie stall herds. One of them herds averaging 77 pounds of milk, plus lots of top reputation fresh cows and spring and heifers. So if you're looking for dairy cattle, uh, excellent selection of dairy cattle here on Wednesday. Uh, then Friday we got our machinery auction. That's going to get underway at 9 o'clock in the morning. There's uh, three rings all day. Uh, if you're scrolling through our online portion, make sure you're looking now at ring one, ring two. Uh, there is two rings online, so make sure you're looking at that. If you don't see the items you're looking for online, that means they're offline. There is a whole brand new parking lot full of items that will be offline for this auction. Um, so food will be on site all day. Uh, come early if you want a good parking spot. And uh, questions, give us a call, 715-229-2500. Lots more detailed information, full list of the equipment we're selling on our website. That's at premierlivestockandauctions.com. And, Bob, that's the way it's shaped up. How many pieces of equipment I drove by there a week or so ago? How many pieces of equipment do you think you got on that lot? I was gone, gone yesterday. They were making the sale order, but you know, with, with the offline items, there's there's got to be a thousand. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. What time are you going to start on Friday? Uh, we're going to start at nine o'clock in the morning, offline. Nine thirty online. Very good. All right, we'll remind them of that as the week goes along. Hey, thanks, Rocky. Have a good one. You too, Bob. Thanks. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson over there, at Premier Livestock in Withy. Weather, rain in the forecast, we'll find out. 
For those who work in acres, not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, yesterday was an absolutely gorgeous day, I'll tell you. We've had some nice August weather, that's for sure. Is it going to continue? Let's find out. Let's talk to the man in the know, Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13. Good morning, Mike. Mr. Bob, how are you? Well, I'm doing well. As I told everybody yesterday, I took a nice drive yesterday and been around here 45 years, never did it before, went down to the uh, Pepin area, which I've been to many times, Mm -hmm. but uh, I went to research a little bit more. Laura Ingalls Wild, little house on the prairie, went up on the top of the bluff to see the recreation of her uh, log or her cabin that she lived in for a couple of years before moving west. And her museum down in the city of Pepin, and then went over the Eagle Center in Wabasha. Beautiful day to do it, I'll tell you. I was going to say, it sounds like you had a phenomenal afternoon yesterday. Really did. It was really, really a fun day. But uh, we got to move on to that. I saw a lot of guys out uh, rolling over hay, making hay. It was a gorgeous day for that. And. You're going to do that, get her done today, huh? Oh, absolutely. Today will be the day for that. Of course, it'll be a little bit warmer. Now, uh, maybe just drink a little extra water, and you'll be fine otherwise. Mid-80s for our highs. So we'll feel a little bit like midsummer. but the nice thing is we won't have the midsummer humidity. So our dew points will be mostly into the mid to upper 50s today. Now, later on tonight, we'll stay mainly clear, low 60s for our overnight lows. But then tomorrow brings us a little bit of a change. We could see a few showers and storms into the afternoon after starting off with a little bit of sunshine early on. Low 80s for our highs, and a few of those showers and storms could continue into uh, tomorrow night with our lows dipping to the mid-60s. By daybreak on Thursday, things should uh, mostly depart. Our region will start out in the clouds, though, with highs only into about the upper 70s. And then we clear out in the latter half of Thursday afternoon and set up a good bit of sunshine for Friday, upper 70s for our highs. Partly cloudy Friday night, low 60s. And by Saturday, possibly a chance at a couple showers here and there, but I think we'll just see more breezy conditions than anything. Our better chance for rain arrives on Sunday. And then by Monday, should be drying things out with temperatures still hanging on to the low 80s for the most part. Now, at the moment, we are looking at mostly clear conditions. Get a pretty good shot of the moon, too, with a temperature of 61 degrees in Eau Claire. Oh, I didn't look up this morning. The moon's out. A full moon or quarter moon? Sliver? What? It's a crescent moon. Oh, and crescent uh, moon. it's Yeah, it's actually looking really, uh, really nice right now. So if you got a second, you know, just peek your... Uh, I know you don't have windows, but... Uh, better, better do that quick. It's going to be daylight pretty Exactly. Soon. <laughs> if you have a second, just peek your head outside. All right. Thanks, Mike. No problem, Bob. You have a great day. There you go. That's Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13 looking at our weather on wax. Brought to you by Equity Livestock. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 22 minutes before 6 o'clock and one story you don't hear much in the news anymore is what's going on with that. Russian invasion of Ukraine. Remember what what started in February, I believe. And uh, boy, two or three stories in every newscast had to do with some aspect of uh, what the Russians were doing. Not much in the news now, as we uh, we know it's still going on. But uh, Jill, you uncovered some what I think is some not unexpected, but you know it's Putin. Tell us about that. Well, it just goes to show that it's still going on there, and it's actually still got a lot of global effects. Oh, absolutely, and it's going to have global effects for a long time. So, Ukrainian grain and steel has been taken by Russia. The Initiative for the Study of Russian Piracy has released a report containing the amounts of grain and steel that Russia has stolen from Ukraine. 
more than half a million metric tons of Ukrainian grain and more than 11,000 tons of Ukrainian steel has been taken by the Russians and since been sold to support their war against Ukraine. Much of the grain has been shipped directly to Turkey or Syria through Russian ports in order to hide its origin until it finally is sold into Middle Eastern or other markets or even stored for later sales. Russia has taken much of the steel from from an iron and steel works plant in Maripol with 28,000 metric tons of steel loaded on ships ready to be sold and another 200,000 metric tons of metal at the port that Russia can steal at any time. The stolen steel has been taken to Russian industrial areas to support local production. The looting of the grain and steel by the Russians is putting the global food supply at risk and sending the price of global metals soaring, influencing higher prices for goods around the world. And how long that is going to go on remains to be seen. I'm not sure if the Russian, all the sanctions we've got against Russia and other parts of the world have against Russia are doing any good or not, but uh, Putin... Doesn't sound like he's going to quit anytime soon, and I'm sure we're going to hear more stories as that looting and stealing is just going to go on. Putin isn't the most ethical man we've ever known. 20 minutes before 6 o'clock here at Wax, and we're going to take a look at some of our local news this morning, and let's catch up with uh, Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom. Morgan, what's going on? Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. The gavel is dropped for a jewel thief. That's more than four years in prison for an Ohio man who admitted to stealing $4 million in jewels from a Wisconsin shop. It was a judge that sentenced James Quinn to 57 months in federal prison for a robbery at Triber and Straub Jewelers. That's in Brookfield and happened in July of 16. Prosecutors say Quinn and at least two others broke into the store by cutting a hole in the wall, breaching the safe and making off with the jewels. Looking into other headlines across the dairy land, we did recently hit our own primary polls. Today, across the Union, Florida and New York are the focus of primary elections. But back in Wisconsin, the August election will become official later today. The state's Elections Commission is set to certify the canvas from the August 9th primary. The votes have all been counted and, in some cases, recounted. Election managers expect the final vote count to show a record turnout for the primary election. While we're on that political stage, we'll take a closer look at Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson saying his involvement in an effort to pass a slate of fake electors to Vice President Mike Pence was brief and not something he'd need to testify about before the January 6th committee. I had nothing to do with the alternate slate. I had no idea that anybody was going to ask me to deliver those. My involvement in that that attempt to deliver spanned the course of a couple seconds. That was in an interview that aired on WISN's Up Front. The Wisconsin Republican called the media reporting on the matter a grotesque distortion. Johnson is running for that third term and faces Democrat Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes in November. In headlines that bring us closer to our area, if you're looking for a new gig, Chippewa Falls might be looking for you. They're looking to add a badge. The city yesterday said there's an opening to hire another officer, as Police Chief Matt Kelm says... In 2012, they saw nearly 100 applications for one open position. That was down to five the last time that Chippewa Falls went looking for a new officer. You can find more info online with an easy click that'll take you to 715newsroom.com. From public health, there's now a case of monkeypox in Dunn County. Public health managers confirming that case yesterday. 
Nobody's saying who has that virus, but the CDC yesterday said overall there are 43 cases confirmed across the state. And if you're looking at a new four-legged family member, more beagles are coming to Milwaukee. The Wisconsin Humane Society said they're getting another load of beagles who were rescued from Virginia. These will be adult dogs. If you're just curious and want to poke around a little bit closer, you can sniff out those details at 715newsroom.com. From the doghouse, we send it back to the barn with Bob Bolsold, Jill Welke, and the Midwest Farm Show on, on Wax. 104.5. Thanks, Morgan. And uh, boy, that Beagle story is really something. Did you hear about that story, Joe? What it's all about? I did not. They actually. rescued uh, 4,000, approximately 4,000 Beagles from some kind of uh, testing that was being done on these Beagles because of their temperament and uh, this, that, and the other thing. And they pretty much were born and put right in cages. And that was their life. And they were given, I don't know, drugs and different things see how they would react and somebody found it and now they're finding trying to find 4,000 homes for as many homes as they can for these 4,000 beagles and some are coming into Wisconsin I mean not not a pretty story that is for sure all right 16 minutes before six o'clock fairs coming up markets coming up we'll give you a little more information on the central Wisconsin State Fair in Marshfield Home of the world's largest round barn. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And lots of activity today at the Central Wisconsin State Fair in Marshfield. Jill, some of the things are going to happen today. Well, swine judging starts at 8 o'clock this morning at the east end of the Jerling Show Palace. At 9 o'clock, beef judging starts in the same palace on the west end. And at approximately noon, the sheep judging will amp up at the show show palace at the west end and so that's awfully busy and there's a lot of other judging that's happening the horse yeah, that jerry lang show pavilion is well the best in the state that i've seen that really is a great place and um if you're around tomorrow they're going to be starting their dairy cattle judging starting at eight o'clock in the morning and the market animal sale is at six thirty on Wednesday night, and that's also in the show palace. And, of course, they'll judge poultry, and they'll judge rabbits, and they'll judge all kinds of things as the fair goes along over the next couple of days there in Marshfield at the Central Wisconsin State Fair. Hope to see you there. We'll get over there and follow the kids and see how they're doing a little bit later on today. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 14 minutes before 6 o'clock, 61 degrees out there, and it's time to hear from Hot Eamon of Sparta. Fed cattle selling steady today with the high yielding choice beef series of heifers 147 to 155. The choice and select beef series of heifers 136 to 146. The dairy cross steers 132 to 146. The high yielding choice Holstein steers 138 to 146 with a top of 146.75. The choice and select Holstein steers 127 to 137. And the unfinished steers, heifers, and heavy steers 126 and down. Cow market steady today with the high yielding cows 87 to 95 with a top of 97.50. The cutters and utilities 71 to 86 and low yielding and canner cows 70 cents and down. Most organic cows bringing 114 to 129. The thin and small organic cows 93 to 113. And the organic steers and heifers 120 to 130. 
Bull market steady with most bulls bringing 97 to 112, and the thin, full, and bulls over a ton discounted at 96 and down. Calf today sold by the pound with a steady market with 80% of the Holstein bull calves bringing 70 to 130. The quality Holstein heifer calves 30 to a dollar. The quality beef calves 220 to 320 with a top of 340, and the light and poor quality calves 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Wednesday, August 24th, starting at 10 a.m. with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hot Aim to Equity Live Seconds, part of with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, let's get at it. Get over to the uh, sale barn over at Stratford, the equity barn there. Jerry Fitzgerald is up and at him and with us this morning. And, boy, the fair in Marshfield, Edgar will be busy this weekend. You are going to be on the run, buddy. Well, good morning to you, Bob and Jill. Yeah, we got to figure out stuff here but that's good to be busy you know and it's uh uh well I'm, there's some hay to be made here in the neighborhood too so we we're just busy but that's good and uh, uh if uh i was looking at the radar before i don't think it's going to come down here but uh if you're in eagle river you're getting wet yeah well oh. there's some of that around all the time so you're pretty much uh you're pretty much the straw bro- boss of that haying crew aren't you in the neighborhood there the you mafia pretty much follows your orders no, 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 it doesn't work that way. <laughs> well, that's what they tell me anyway. But, uh, well, how are we doing so far? we got one day of sale activity in. Get us caught up. I'll do that, Bob. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. A very busy day yesterday here at Equity Stratford. And first of all, we'll start out with the cow market yesterday. Uh, on the uh, cow cows yesterday, now these are conventional cows. We'll sell those organics uh, today. But anyway, on the cow market yesterday, high-yielding, fleshy Holstein cows uh, uh, selling from 85 up to a top of a dollar a pound. Most of the cows in yesterday's auction between 62 and 84. Thinner cows, larger carcass cows below 62. On the bull trade to open up the week, uh, most of the bulls yesterday selling from 95 to a dollar eight. Lighter bulls below 90. Uh, fed cattle, most of those will be sold on Wednesday t- uh, tomorrow, so we'll have an update on that a little later in the week. Uh, but again, just on a light test yesterday. So getting into the calf market yesterday, a lot of calves at the sale, almost 700 baby calves sold yesterday here at Stratford. And the good quality, 95 to 130 pound Holstein bull calves, 75 to 165, topping at 170. Uh, very poor demand on the heifer calves, mostly $40 and below. Beef calves, strong market yesterday, 175 to 300 Uh, these fancy black calves from 300 to a top of 350 And we are at Tuesday, uh, that, uh, we will get started this morning here at Stratford on Tuesday at 10 o'clock with the hay and bedding auction. We do have bedding available along with the hay. And, uh, folks, if you're looking for small squares, we do have a consignment of small squares, second crop hay, that will be. We do have a lot of round bales, a one-owner consignment of over 50, four-by-four four round bales, first crop mixed grass hay. That'll be part of the hay sale today. That'll be at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. We'll move into the market auction. And as mentioned, we do sell organic market cows today at 11, along with the regular market cows. Our sale tomorrow starts at 10, full marketing day tomorrow, including sheep, hog, and goats. Feeder cattle sale tomorrow, noon time start. And again, uh, folks, we have a lot of cattle for sale on a private treaty basis. I invite you to take a look at that on our website, pre-co-op, on the Stratford page, and uh, you will be there. Uh, and uh, I guess that's about all I have this morning, Bob. Uh, folks, enjoy the day. And uh, one more thing, and we talk about this a lot, but I uh, always want to remind folks, uh, and especially over in this part of Manhattan County, there's a lot of road work, a lot of road closures, a lot of detours. So, folks, farmers are out there on the on the roads with their big equipment. So, just to drive careful because uh, we don't want any accidents. 
No, we don't want accidents, and we do have a lot of road construction going on right now. That is for sure. So be careful. Thanks, Jerry. We'll talk to you in the morning. You guys enjoy the day. Thank you much. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald over there at the Equity uh, Sale Barn in Stratford. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. As we check our grain dairy markets, courtesy of Synergy Co-op, home of the LS Tractors over there in Ridgeland. Overnight, the Board of Trade was higher. Yesterday, the markets did close higher in the day trade. Better demand, also some of those weather concerns. And, uh, well, before we get to the grains, October crude oil. I always look at that every morning, as I told you recently. October crude oil yesterday down 24 cents at 90.20. So hopefully that trend will continue. But on the board of trade overnight, December corn up 14 cents, 643. The oats up four at 393. December wheat up nine at 797. And November soybeans up 11 to 12 cents at 1447. Meal up 460 a ton on October's contract, $425.40. Country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location. Corn's at 652 with soybeans at 1483. Doomer's grain of Holman, corn's at 649 with soybeans at 1523. And on our DTN screen, Golden Plump, corn. 656 a bushel at Baldwin 639 on the corn 1467 on the beans Durand and Mondovi have corn at 634 beans 1463 Elmwood has beans at 1463 and the corn is 639 at Fall Creek 619 on the corn beans 1447 and just down the road at Osseo corn is 25 cents higher 644 in Osseo on the corn 1467 on the beans. That's up 20 cents from Fall Creek. Not far away. Different prices. Elk Mound, corn 659, beans 1472. Sparta, 675 and 1482. And at Ellsworth, 619 on the corn, 1447 on the beans. At the ethanol plants, Boyceville corn 680, Stanley 677. New Richmond grain facility up 672. Barrel cheese, 189 and a half. The blocks, 182, both unchanged. Butter up eight at 302 a pound yesterday. August class three up a penny at 2009. September up 23 at 1996. October up nine at 2009. November up 20 at 2081. December up 13 at 2073. Prices up through April. And once again, Partly cloudy today, high 84. Good day to go to the fair. Lots of activity. Judging starts at 8 o'clock. Beef and hogs today over there at the Central Wisconsin State Fair in Marshfield. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.